to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. First, I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. What you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode with Dr. Susan, we talked about the healing power of intention, education, and community. We addressed mindset, belief, self-compassion, the healing process, alternative therapies for MS, and the importance of community, all of which helped us both personally to support and accelerate our own healing. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and that it illuminated some opportunities for you for your own healing journey. Today, we have another special guest joining us that I have been really excited about for a long time, and it's a true honor to have him on the show. In just a few minutes, you'll meet Ashok Gupta, creator of theguptaprogram.com. My gratitude this episode is for a new opportunity coming up next week that is definitely outside my current comfort zone, but it's about a topic I believe in so deeply that I'm going to be brave and just go for it. I found additional courage and motivation from three quotes. John Asareff, author of The Secret, wrote, A comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. Motivational speaker Jim Rohn says, Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. And actor Benedict Cumberbatch said, not to be in your comfort zone is great fun. So what is this opportunity? On Thursday, August 11th at 4.20 Pacific time, I will be featured as a guest on the 2373 Ventures Happy Trees podcast. Yep, you heard me right. Pot with a T cast. I've been invited to talk about cannabis as a tool for MS health and specifically how CBD and or THC can be used to help alleviate and better manage physical and psychological symptoms. As a former educator, I was not always terribly open to using cannabis as a healing tool. Yet now, as a retired educator who has personally experienced incredible healing through the use of cannabis, I believe it's important to share how cannabis plant medicine has helped me and how it also could help others. The podcast host, Latrina, is incredibly knowledgeable about cannabis, and I'm eager to learn more from her at this event. Following our discussion, there will be a live Q&A as well as fun games, so consider joining us live to participate. I sure would be grateful to see a friendly face or two and meet new faces too, if this event interests you. 
The episode will be streaming live on 2373 Ventures, Happy Trees, YouTube, and Facebook channels. I'll post a flyer for the event on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash msflock, and make it viewable for everyone for your convenience. Shortly, I'll share my recent conversation with Ashok Gupta, creator of the Gupta program. But first, I want to share a bit with you about why I reached out to Ashok to see if he would be willing to be a guest to share what he's doing with our MS community. If you've been following Misunderstood for a long time, you've heard me speak about neuroplasticity and some of the avenues I've explored in this area, including neuroplasticity journaling, honing my ability to deeply listen to my internal somatic messaging system, and learning brain reprocessing techniques from an anxiety coach at anxietycenter.com. In my search for additional resources, I felt like I hit pure gold when I discovered the Gupta program. Here was an established program designed by someone who has a deeply personal understanding of and experience with the healing power of creating neuroplastic shifts in our brains to combat physical and mental manifestations of disease. And all the small pieces I've been slowly working through over the past few years were all here in one place, working in tandem to accelerate and maximize healing for a wide range of chronic illnesses with proven results. Immediately, I reached out to Ashok. And over the past six months, I've had the privilege and opportunity to deeply explore the program, which is truly comprehensive in scope and sequence, visually stunning, soothing to my optic neuritis weakened eyes, and warmly welcoming, with proven outcomes for folks with a wide variety of debilitating chronic illnesses. It's a perfect one-stop shop to get all we need to achieve significant healing. And get this, you can access his program for an entire month for free. Because Ashuk's goal is truly to help as many people as possible to find their way from illness to wellness, just like he was able to do. A little more background about the amazing Ashuk Gupta before we dive in. Ashuk will share a bit with us shortly about his own personal journey with chronic fatigue syndrome and how, through over 20 years of targeted research, combined with the latest research in neuroplasticity, he believes that much of the debilitating symptoms we experience are ultimately related to abnormalities in our brain function, which can be reversed through various brain retraining techniques. The Gupta program triggers our body's natural ability to heal itself, and in just eight weeks, participants report significant gains in physical pain relief and overall health, and a significant reduction in catastrophizing anxiety and depression. Ashuk has made it his lifelong quest to help others with chronic conditions, like us, recover too. As you'll hear in our conversation, he is very interested in conducting a pilot with folks from our MS community. And the more he and I talked about MS, the more strongly we both believe his program will work for us too. Without further ado, let's listen in on our conversation to learn more about the Gupta program from Ashuk Gupta himself. All right, Ashok, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. 
Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Lovely to be with you. Great. I've been looking forward to this episode for so long because what you have to share, I am convinced without a doubt is going to help so many people. And you will share today all of the people you have already helped. So let's dive right in. I want to start off by asking you to share a bit about your personal story and how you came to a place of now creating this program for others. Uh, yes. So like many of us who have come on this journey to supporting other people with their health conditions, it's often been based on our own journey, our own suffering, our own, you know, traveling to different doctors, trying to figure this out. And so my journey started when I was at university, I was studying as an undergrad, and um, uh, I went to India for a holiday, got some kind of stomach bug, came back to the UK. And for some reason, the stomach bug gradually resolved itself. But I continued to have symptoms. So I had severe symptoms of uh, fatigue, exhaustion, not being able to concentrate. So I'd pick up a, a textbook and not be able to read the words, memory problems. And then gradually just got worse and worse and worse to the point at which, you know, some days I had to crawl to the bathroom because I was so exhausted and fatigued. And you can imagine a young man, a brick wall in front of me thinking, what is this illness? And doctors telling me, well, there's no cure. We don't know what causes it. We have no treatment for it. Good luck. Uh, you know, here's some antidepressants because because maybe you're depressed, but we don't really know. And that really sparked a lifelong quest for me to say, I really want to understand these types of illnesses that mainstream medical treatment doesn't really address, doesn't really have an answer for what is going on. And I made a promise with the universe at that point that if I can just get myself better, if I even if it's 10 percent better, 20 percent better, I will dedicate the rest of my life to helping others because there are millions of people suffering from these types of illnesses, you know, all over the world. And so I gradually did my own research. So I researched medical papers on physiology, on brain neurology. I uh, read certain books, etc., and put together a hypothesis as to what might be happening in my brain and my body. And in an ad hoc fashion, retrained my brain. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I had a, a hypothesis and then got myself 100% better and then set up a clinic and published some medical papers uh, on the particular subject. So yeah, that's how I came to doing what I'm doing now. That is amazing. Um, wow. And let's talk a little bit deeper about some of the other symptoms that you experienced that are similar to MS. Um, because there's so much overlap. And I want to make sure that listeners are aware of that so they understand just how relevant your program would be for them. Uh, yes. And this is something that I'm studying more and more, that there are uh, many uh, degenerative conditions which have so many crossovers with the conditions that we're already treating, like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, etc. And it's just intriguing to see the similarities. So, of course, uh, with ME and chronic fatigue syndrome, which is what I suffered from, uh, the main symptoms are that deep exhaustion, yeah, in terms of the physical symptoms, pain in the body. And then cognitively, there's difficulty thinking, confusion, memory loss, dizziness, etc. Yeah. And also quite a lot of anxiety and depression that accompanies the condition. And then, um, you know, physiologically, we know that inflammatory markers are heightened. So in this condition, a lot of inflammation going on in the body, in the brain. And yes, naturally, there's a lot of crossovers then with MS, which is seen as a condition of you know, overinflammation. So yeah, those are the main symptoms that I had, but there are you know, up to 50 to 100 symptoms which have been catalogued uh, in these conditions. 
Absolutely. And I'm assuming with chronic fatigue syndrome that there's a lot of variation between people, which is definitely the case with MS. And that's, you know, one of the biggest challenges is that for each of us, there's not a one size fits all solution. And that's what I really love about your program, because I think it's differentiated in that it will help everyone. Um, so that's really exciting to me. So let's talk specifically, how do you now, after all of your learning and creating this program, how do you define neuroplasticity and limbic retraining in terms of tools for healing? So neuroplasticity is this idea that, uh, you know, up till the 90s, we used to believe the brain was pretty fixed. So you're uh, you have a ge genetic inheritance in terms of the structure of your, your brain and your childhood experiences, perhaps in teenage years, they would be very formative for you. And essentially, then your brain was pretty much fixed for the rest of your life in terms of your physiological function, your emotional reactions, etc., your personality. Yeah. And then along came neuroplasticity during the, you know, the 90s, the noughties and so on where we got to really peek into the brain and see what was going on. And we suddenly realized actually the brain is constantly rewiring itself. It's constantly changing, which is incredibly empowering. So we are not the person we were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, we're constantly changing. And then that means that any physiological reactions that we're having, which traditionally we feel are stuck in the system, that doesn't need to be the case. We simply need to find the right key to the right lock. So if, the, if our systems are over responding in terms of inflammation, perhaps there's some genetic reasons for that, or perhaps there's some physiological reasons for that, that it, our genes are not our destiny. Our upbringing is not our destiny. We can rewire the brain and switch off these responses and get our system back to homeostasis and health. And that's the real promise of neuroplasticity. Well said. Um, absolutely. And that's the experience I had. It's been incredibly freeing after doing this work. And, you know, four years ago, I had no idea that these solutions were out there. And so I was really excited when I found your program because um, this could truly change the world. Now, we talked about a couple of, uh, well, a wide range of um conditions that you've helped people with, but there are a few more we want to talk about. And I'd also really love to hear your thoughts about Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, with Alzheimer's, there's a lady called Dr. Heather Sanderson, who's actually using the Gupta program protocol in conjunction with other things like diet and exercise and, and various things. And she's saying we're, that she is reversing Alzheimer's, not just improving it, but reversing it, people getting their function back. And so she's looking at different studies, but she definitely is giving as many patients as possible the Gupta program as part of her protocol. And that's incredibly exciting that conditions that we never thought would be relevant or applicable, uh, people are now using it for that. Uh, there's just been a study in Iran where they've been using it with patients with depression, and we weren't even aware that once again, this study was occurring. And uh, that study will be published soon. And that showed that um, with the Gupta program, they halved the level of depression with no effect in the control group. Yeah, which once again is very exciting. So it shows us that actually a lot of illnesses where the mainstream medical profession were looking at the physical aspects of it. Yeah, because you see, medicine is about measurement. So if we can measure things in the body, then we can diagnose and we can treat. But the brain has always been a black box with these conditions because we, we don't know this. It's like a you know a huge super highway in there. We don't know what is doing what. We can only guess or create hypotheses. And so now we're peeking into the brain more, 
neuroplasticity says, hey, conditions like Alzheimer's, like depression, etc., which we thought were you know, pretty stubborn, actually, they could be reversible. We could get the brain to switch off these inflammatory responses and reset the system. And specifically, uh, we believe that these systems are in two brain structures, the, the amygdala and insula, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about. But um, yeah, that's really in a nutshell what's going on. And we're getting more and more people using it for different conditions we never expected, like Lyme disease, for instance, people are using it. Uh, OCD, people are using it, you know. So, but the most exciting area is definitely the, the degenerative diseases, uh, you know, uh, MS, Alzheimer's, where people are a loss to what they can really do uh, for those conditions. And we know that there's inflammation going on. <coughs> How can we tell the brain to switch that off? It's gonna be very difficult to do that with any kind of drug therapy, any kind of traditional therapy, but brain retraining holds up so much promise. It absolutely does. So you mentioned the amygdala and, and let's talk about that. And let's talk about some of the other parts of the brain that are related to this program. Yeah, so the amygdala, there's two of them that we have in the limbic part of the brain behind the eyes. And the amygdala's job is to detect threats, inform the rest of the brain of those threats and create the appropriate physiological responses. And traditionally the amygdala was associated with um, emotional responses, PTSD, anxiety, etc. But of course that's because in mainstream medicine, we separate these different departments. So we say, right, this is the psychology department over here. This is the immunology department over here. Here's the physiology department over here. But the brain makes no differentiation. The brain simply says, what do I need to do to ensure survival and then trigger the appropriate response? So now we know that the amygdala is involved in pain responses, in emotional responses, in immune responses as well, which makes sense because what's the biggest threat we face? And so you know, we, we've become very knowledgeable about that with COVID is infections, things that trigger our immune system, not just our emotional systems. Yeah. And so the amygdala is that part of the brain that alerts the rest of the brain to danger. Then we have a second part of the brain which doesn't sit in the limbic system. So traditionally, uh, certainly colloquially, we're talking about limbic system retraining. Actually, that's only half the story. The insula sits between the limbic system and the cortex. And the insula's purpose is to take in incoming signals from the body, the autonomic nervous system, the immune responses, assess those responses, and then trigger further uh, autonomic or immune responses to create homeostasis and ensure survival. So the insula is almost like a, a the, the kind of guard that's checking what's going on in the whole system and then creating the appropriate responses. Yeah. And what's really interesting about the insula, and, and this is a recent study just coming out of Israel, literally, I think earlier this year, Dr. Asia Rolls, she was able to um, take some rats and trigger inflammatory bowel disease within them with some kind of trigger. Okay, so the rats had inflammatory bowel disease. So their immune systems were being triggered, especially in the gut. Then what she was able to do is those rats no longer had that inflammatory response because they no longer gave that trigger. But what they did was they analyzed the insular part of the brain and they detected the electrical signature that was occurring when the inflammatory bowel disease was occurring. Then they re-triggered that electrical signature in the insula and the rats had exactly the same inflammatory response in the gut, which is incredible. And that's the first time it's been proven that within the insula, we may store memories of immune responses, which are stored there 
for alert in the future whenever relevant because the brain is efficient it says if i trigger the immune system uh, on this particular year if that ever comes back i want to trigger it again just as it works with infections and so they were able to trigger that immune response and that is the clue to so many of these different conditions that's what's happened is there's been a traumatic incident in someone's life which has triggered some kind of inflammatory response in the case of fibromyalgia, that may be some kind of pain syndrome. In case of ME and chronic fatigue, that's some kind of infection that has then created this ongoing inflammatory response. <clears throat> Could it be in dementia and Alzheimer's and MS that some kind of experience that people went through, some kind of stressful experience, created an autoimmune response where the brain said, I now need to inflame the, the brain and the spinal cord, and I'm going to continue doing that. And that has got stored in the insula. Now, if we could recognize that and we can then trigger the insula to stop this inflammatory response, then we could get a lot of these conditions to go into remission. Now, that is, once again, that's the hope and that's the promise. Uh, but obviously, further research is required. But essentially, that's how these brain structures create these <coughs> inflammatory responses. And how can we switch them off is the core of what the Gupta program and brain retraining does. That is so exciting. It really is next step healing. Um, and, you know, I, we have a lot of people in the MS community. We've been trying to heal through diet and, you know, a lot of things that are really, really, really important and do help. They get us really far, but the kind of work you're talking about is what finally kind of pushed me to that, that last, uh, that not that last, but that next phase of healing. And so if people are listening right now and you feel like you've tried everything, but you haven't tried this, I wanna really encourage you to listen closely here. We're gonna talk in greater detail about the main tenets of the Gupta program and what someone like you might experience if you were to participate. So Ashok, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about the program and what someone might experience if they went through this change. The Gupta program wants people to understand the hypothesis. So I think the first step of any healing is understanding and awareness, because if we are constantly thinking, oh, it's because of this, oh, it's because of this particular situation or this neurotransmitter or this hormone is the problem, then we become very reductionist and thinking that it's something that's beyond our control. So the first thing is we want people in the Gupta program to really understand the hypothesis. So that's the first step. Then the next step is the Gupta program is available as an online program with lots of videos and audios. So we want it to be easily accessible to everyone on their phones, etc. And there are three core R's of the program. The first R is retraining the brain. So that's the unique aspect of the Gupta program. We have a seven step retraining process. We have other retraining tools as well. The second R of the Gupta program is relaxing the nervous system. Now, studies have shown that when the brain is more relaxed, so through meditation, breathing, relaxation techniques, that means that the brain is more plastic and changeable. So that's very important as well. And we support that through sleep hygiene. So having good sleep hygiene, uh, an anti-inflammatory diet, anti-inflammatory supplements. Yeah? Because as you say, many of us have been using little bits here and there, but we find when you treat it holistically, you literally do all of these things together the effect is magnified and that's really really important and the third r of the gupta program is re-engaging with joy 
So many of us, as we go through life and we have these chronic conditions, we sometimes forget to be happy. We forget to, it's okay to be uplifted and joyful and live life to the full. So we teach people to recognize if they're doing that and find ways of uplifting their mood naturally, which makes your brain more neuroplastic and it actually switches off inflammatory responses in and of itself. So the relaxing the nervous system and re-engaging with joy are supportive techniques to the main core, which is retraining uh, the brain. And that's what's really unique about the program. Beautiful. And it's my understanding that the coaches in your program have gone through this experience themselves. So they, you know, they have personal experience with healing. Talk a little bit about that and maybe share an example of a success story or two. Sure. So our coaches, we have like 15 coaches right now. We're training up another 30 coaches uh, because it's been so popular. So we should have more people available soon. And they've all been on their personal journeys. Many of them have had ME and chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, or a combination of different things, mold illness, which is obviously very big right now. Uh, we, that's something we treat as well. And they've been on their journeys, they've got well, and they've wanted to give back to other patients. And so they've trained to be, become a Gupta program coach, which is very exciting. And um, yeah, I'll give you an example of one of the ladies. Uh, she um, had a, a number of different conditions, the, chronic fatigue and also had Lyme. She was you know, diagnosed with Lyme and thought, you know, what can I do? There's no solution for me. But she was able to use the Gupta program, get up to that 80, 90% mark, you know, was able to then engage in normal life. And that final 10% is often then getting used to the activities that you haven't done for many years. That's the rehabilitation back into normal life. So that takes a little longer, but that's okay. Yeah. We had, um, uh, what's really interesting is we had a lady who was in her 70s, mid 70s, right? And obviously, when you're at that age, it's very difficult to differentiate what is fatigue that's coming from the natural aging process versus what is fatigue coming from an illness. And she had fibromyalgia and mold illness and a whole combination of things. And even at that age, she was able to engage with the program, get herself fully well. And unfortunately, she got diagnosed with cancer. And she, you know what, I'm going to use the program for the diagnosis of cancer that I've had, because when we have a diagnosis like that, it can be incredibly fear provoking and we can feel very down about that, which can then once again, decrease our immune system, right? Which then makes us feel worse. And that can then make the cancer overwhelm us. So she used the program and nobody can say categorically that that's what helped her, but she then was able at the age of 80 to have the cancer go into remission at that age. Yeah, and she puts a lot of that down to using the processes in the Gupta program. And so we want to do further studies with cancer. But what's really interesting about that is people have started off using it for just the traditional illnesses we treat, but then they've been able to apply it to other things happening in their life. And that's why with MS, uh, you know, we anecdotally have heard of people using it for MS and, and having improvement. But what we really want to do is the science behind it. We want to do the studies to really show rather than just anecdotal evidence. That is very, very exciting. So if there are people with MS listening who are interested in connecting with you, taking the program, potentially being a part of a future study, how can they find you? Yeah, so the first thing I'd love for people to do is visit our website, which is guptaprogram.com, which is G-U-P-T-A program.com. And there you can sign up for the 28-day free trial. Yeah, you don't need a credit card or anything. You can go on, watch lots of videos, there's a couple of audios we provide for free as well. And that gives you a flavor of the program and how it works. 
And um, that's what I really encourage people to do because although we don't mention MS on the site right now because we, we can't because we haven't tested it for that, I think once they listen to the explanation, if you feel that you fit that explanation, then that's very exciting. And then you have nothing to lose by, you know, obviously using the program. And we have done studies as well. So we've actually done clinical studies on fibromyalgia. Uh, after eight weeks, uh, 40, there was a 40% reduction in fibro scores in the active group, but no effect in the control group. So that's a published study. Um, and we've got studies now coming out on long COVID, which show that it's effective for long COVID. And we're working on other studies as well. Um, and this is all information on our website. Um, and what we're doing right now is that until we have the large scale phase three trials, we offer a one year money back guarantee on our treatment. So you have nothing to lose by signing up, using the program. If it doesn't help and doesn't work, or you don't think it's right for you, after six months, you can return it for a refund, no questions asked. So it's kind of risk-free, especially for new conditions that we haven't traditionally used it for. Beautiful. You know, um, cost is often a barrier for people with MS. Um, such high rates of disability retirement at early ages. And, and you know, it's so hard to see these wonderful programs that none of us can access. And so I just really want to um, applaud you and give you a personal thanks for making your program so accessible to the masses around the world. Um, one month of access, people are going to be able to learn so much just from that. And I, I firmly believe after looking through the website myself in great detail, that there's an answer here for everyone um, and a solution for everyone. So I encourage everyone to visit theguptaprogram.com, check it out and connect with Ashok. He is a wonderful human. And is there anything else you wanna share with people today before we go? Yeah, I just want to really give people that encouragement. It's not a promise, but it's an encouragement that there are ways that we can improve our condition, no matter what we're experiencing or no matter what the doctor has said. And we're seeing this in so many conditions where people have been given a diagnosis and said, look, this is never going to get better. This is going to get worse and worse and worse. We don't need to necessarily take that on face value. Keep searching for answers. Keep looking how you can support yourself, because, uh, you know, I think we're really at the cusp of uh, a new revolution in being able to treat uh, these types of conditions that traditionally we haven't been able to. So always keep the faith, always keep the hope up. I could not agree more. Thank you so much for being here today. It was really a pleasure. Thank you so much. After we finished recording our planned conversation, we continued to chat, and I want to share just a few of those relevant pieces of conversation with you as well. Yeah. And, and Katie, I just wanted to ask you, with MS, do you yeah. find that people got their diagnosis of MS after a particular stressful period of time in their lives? Almost always. Right. It, it, it's well, it, yes, there's usually some sort of trigger. Sometimes it's actually a physical thing. Um, like uh, it, I've had people food poisoning a serious mm. case of food poisoning, uh, boating accidents, you know, loss of a loved one. It's usually, there's either some sort of emotional or physical trigger. Another common trigger for women is childbirth. Uh, for me, it was a high stress <laughs> work environment and kind of a toxic boss. Right, yeah. And yeah. You, you're sorry to hear that because that actually is a core trigger for chronic fatigue syndrome as well. Yeah, is yeah. being overworked in a very difficult emotional environment. 
Um, you know, Katie, I'm, the more I'm learning about MS, the more I'm thinking it really is something that it, it, it's, it, it still fits into this neuroimmune condition syndrome. Yes. There is part of the brain that has been conditioned to now over-trigger the immune system and start attacking parts of the body that aren't relevant. They may have been relevant at that time because what happens is stress. Sorry, maybe we should have made this part of the, the podcast. But uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, you're still recording. recording. You're still recording. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, stress has the ability to trigger inflammatory responses um, in the body. And then a lot of toxins can then accumulate. This is both in the brain, the, the, the brain stem and the rest of the cells. And so the body has to clear that out. The immune system has to clear out the some of the after effects of stress. And it could well be that the brain then, as a hypothesis, learns that there is uh, you know, a need for excessive inflammation in the brain and the spinal cord as a result of the stressful experiences people have been through. And even once someone comes out of that stressful experience, the brain gets stuck in that response and keeps inflaming the brain and the and the brainstem, uh, and sorry, and the spinal cord. And it makes perfect sense that then if we can figure out how we can switch that off, which is what we're doing in the Gupta program, could the system come back to balance? Could the system learn that that response, which was relevant for a year in the past, is not relevant right now? And to then stop this uh, this attacking of those cells and those systems. So that is something that I'm really intrigued about and want to research further. Absolutely. And, you know, um, a lot of folks in the MS community, and I'm assuming beyond that, um, this this stress started early with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. And, you know, if you look at the data for that, uh, depending on your score, for example, even a pretty low score, which mine was, gave me a 66% greater chance of developing MS, which, you know, is fascinating. And when you combine that with um, I had a full loss of consciousness with a concussion at age 17, right? Like you you compound all of these early risk factors. And mm. um, now that I have a better understanding of how I developed MS over time, now I think I'm at the point where I'm able to actually like work backwards and find solutions. And that is why I believe that the work you are doing will help everyone with MS because mm-hmm. it's what I've kind of been piecemealing together myself over the past couple of years like you started and so when I found your program I thought oh my gosh this is what people with MS need so mm-hmm. I 100% encourage you to keep going on this path mm-hmm. and if there's any way that the misunderstood community um, or any of the MS communities that I'm a part of can help further your research we are all in yeah absolutely yes um, well of course it's just seeing how we can collaborate and partner with universities, researchers to actually engage in some really good quality research and hopefully have some some good results with that. That would be really uh, the next step. And yeah. also, I was just going to add that with ACEs, yeah. uh, studies have shown that if you had adverse childhood experiences, you're three to four times more likely to get a chronic condition when you're older. Um, so not the, the kind of heart disease and cancer, et cetera, but more of these types of degenerative diseases or chronic conditions, which are very difficult to treat. Um, so in our mind, that's because the amygdala is on high alert from childhood and therefore defensive responses are generalized across the system, whether it's emotional or whether it's immunological. 
Yeah. See, and I had to hire an anxiety coach to learn about ANTs, right? Automatic negative thoughts and how to reprocess. And first, how to identify the malware, right? Mm. (laughs) Um, Because you're so close to it and it's the only processing system you know. So it's really difficult to even realize that there is an issue to begin with, right? And so uh, that has, again, just accelerated my healing in the last couple of years um, beyond Mm. what honestly I thought was possible. Amazing. So this, Amazing. you are so onto something. And again, just personally, I'm so appreciative for people who have turned their own hardship into helping others. That's uh, how I'm mm-hmm. wired too. And it's just, it's been such a pleasure to meet you and engage mm-hmm. with you. And I hope this isn't the end of it. Yeah. We'd love to connect again. Definitely. Great. I hope you enjoyed listening to Ashok talk about the Gupta program and that by listening to this episode, we all, one, remember how important mindset is as a tool for healing. We do have the power to change the way we think and react to any situation. Neuroplasticity and limbic system reprocessing is the road to freedom. We can release ourselves from a chronic unconscious negative response pattern. Two, that by learning to relax our nervous system in this way, while simultaneously re-engaging with joy, we can find our way from survival to thrival. And three, that if learning about the Gupta program from Ashok today piqued your interest at all as a tool for you to use to accelerate the healing of your MS symptoms, that you'll visit guptaprogram.com to check it out for free for 28 days. Our next Misunderstood Flock meeting will be Saturday, August 6th. That's this Saturday. At the Flock meeting, we'll discuss this episode and other episodes released earlier this month. And we'll spend some time together celebrating recent wins and supporting one another with current MS-related hardships. If you're not yet a Flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS that meet via Zoom every month to support each other and continue our learning on the episode topics. You can learn more and join us by visiting patreon.com slash msflock. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with MS-related questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another, and honking our encouragement. As always, thank you for listening, and until next time, be well.